I'm gonna say it. I'm gonna say it, everybody. Hey, he oh. said it to me. Hello he there, everybody. Welcome back to the Mandalorian <laughs> Club on Apocalypse Movies. Uh, we are so excited to be back. It is officially Star Wars Talk back on the channel uh, mm-hmm. with Obi-Wan Kenobi, a show that we've been waiting way too long for, uh, or just for the character to return in general, whether it be movie or television. Uh, Ewan McGregor is officially back in the role. We have two episodes to talk about today. Episode one, episode two of Obi-Wan Kenobi, the brand new series on Disney+. Plus. Uh, as you can see, the whole crew is here back today talking Star Wars. Uh, I'm your host, Jake Berlin. I'm joined by my fellow Fandalorian club here. Uh, I got Brian Ablacino. I got Gio Ramos. I was with Brian all weekend, so I'm going to go to Gio first. Gio, how you doing, mm-hmm. bud? I'm good, man. I'm good. I've missed you guys. You know, I've been following your adventures on social media. A little bit jealous, but very happy for you, too. I know you guys are like huge, huge Star Wars. I'm pretty big myself, but you guys are up there and i'm glad you guys had a lot of fun the highlight of my life has been the boston celtics and the nba playoffs (laughs) so it's not a sports show but i just wanted to mention that that's all no hey fair man that is very fair congratulations to your celtics as as to your warriors brian um the the kings are in the dump let's just be honest there's there's no chance of them (laughs) getting there anytime soon so uh brian i don't have to ask how you're doing because i know i spent the last five days with Mm. you but for everybody watching who a couple of them we did get to hang out with this weekend how mm-hmm. are you i'm exhausted it <laughs> hit me on the plane jake knows i like blacked out and fell asleep <laughs> on the plane i woke up and i was like i asked jake did the drink lady come by and she, yeah they already went through uh i've already taken two naps today uh while jake's run around the whole entire city doing all of his normal stuff but uh yeah, I'm ready to finally talk about this uh, with someone other than Jake. Wow. Yeah, I mean, we, we yeah, so, I'm well, for me, I mean, yeah, reality came back real quick because I had to get up and we had the dogs and we had to grocery shop and I had to mm-hmm. move on and, like, I've I just been doing all kinds of stuff today. Um, but, yeah, I, I was definitely exhausted yesterday. We came back, uh, we sat on the couch and watched some television and didn't really move. Um but as far as like the last couple days go, yeah, Brian and I, so everybody got to watch it on Thursday night and it released early, which is really cool. But for those who may not know, the reason it released early is because they did a world premiere at Star Wars Celebration. And, uh, well, yes, Gabby, I haven't mowed the lawn yet, but the lawn's about to be mowed. Damn. Um, you are right. Um, he mowed the uh, back, the back lawn. Yeah, I mowed the turf. Yeah, yeah, right, right, right. Um, but for those who don't know, um brian and i got to be at the world premiere as long as well as gabby uh we were gifted the participants of joining the world premiere of obi-wan kenobi um we were at star wars celebration everybody knows and uh we were able to be a part of the lucasfilm showcase panel on thursday morning where they did obi-wan kenobi and andor a little bit of ahsoka um, and some other stuff uh, in there as well. Indiana Jones, we got a live performance from John Williams nice. playing the brand new Obi-Wan Kenobi theme. But at the end of the Obi-Wan Kenobi panel, uh, Ewan McGregor stepped up and said, hey, you know, because we don't have you know a trailer for you guys or anything like that, we want you guys to come back here tonight and watch the episodes with us. And so the three of us, Waited all day long to return to that theater and watch those two episodes. We got to walk the red carpet. 
We were given popcorn and waters and soda. Deliciously stale popcorn. Yeah, I mean, it was good either way. And uh, we sat about 10 rows above the cast and crew of these shows and watched them on the big screen in the celebration hall of the Anaheim Convention Center. Um, Back to back, uh, we got to see the cast come up on stage. It was an unbelievable moment to experience um so yeah we got to see it a number of hours before everybody but that's why they dropped it early they didn't want spoilers getting out after everybody had watched it so they said you know what as soon as this is over like literally we finished 20 minutes before the episode dropped i think mm-hmm. um it dropped and, at 9 30 and we finished at like 9 15 yeah we finished right around there and uh it was i mean just to be in like the world premiere of anything is awesome, but for it to be Obi-Wan Kenobi was like a whole different Star thing. Wars, man. Yeah, like literally the whole entire cast. Like if we would have tried hard enough, we could hit some of them with popcorn. Well, yeah, we and we were pointing out as they were walking in, like we hey, we saw Hayden Christensen walk in. Uh, Rupert Friend was there, but also Tamir. Dude, Morrison. he was in a clean all yeah, Rupert Friend white, was in all white suit. The complete opposite of the Grand Inquisitor, which is probably uh-huh. the point. Um, Tamir Morrison was there. Also, Sam Witwer. Um, they were all there watching watching this, uh, which was incredible to see. So, um, and we got a really sick ass poster at the end of the at the thing too, which, uh, which I, I don't have on me. Brian it. Brian has mine, so <laughs> um, he'll probably end up selling them on eBay or something. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. Well, enough of that because I'm sure we'll talk about that a little bit more tomorrow on Apocalypse Now, kind of the whole experience and everything, but. Yeah, let's we'll get our, into it. Make use of our media badges. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, let's get into this. Look, we have two episodes of Obi-Wan Kenobi to talk about. Um, I don't want you two to talk about any specific scenes, moments, or anything. I want your reactions of the first two episodes, just your general thoughts before we kind of dive into it all. Gio, I will start with you first. Um, what was your instant response to the first two episodes of Obi-Wan Kenobi? Uh, just a lot of emotions, you know, uh, definitely nostalgic, you know, seeing Obi-Wan again on the screen, uh, Ewan McGregor back, um, definitely getting moments that heavily tie into prequels, you know, seeing familiar faces and, um, just picking up where we left off with the Kenobi character, uh, about 17 years ago 2005 right and yeah um, and he and he was done filming in 03 so it's been almost 20 years get out of here wow yeah he said he so he, that's one of the things he said on in the panel is that it's actually been since 03 for him technically since he's actually played the part wow fascinating man see i wish i was there man god damn. <laughs> I'm glad you guys are there to fill me in. But yeah, to answer your question, reactions, a lot of emotions. Um, really enjoyed it. I can't wait to talk about specific things that you know have already been talked about ten times over on Twitter. Yeah, there's just there's just no window for spoilers. Forget it. Those no, days are no. over. Yeah, yeah. 100%. So yeah, there it is. Uh, Brian, just quickly. Because, I mean, at this point, you and I could probably dive into the nitty-gritty because we've been talking about it for the last five days. But just general quick thoughts for the audience. Uh, it's it's elite storytelling, as my friends have been saying at home. Uh, it's, it's a movie that's being shown in pieces. Like, it's 
it looks the quality of a movie. It's cinematic. It's out like the quality of a movie. It's incredible. Uh, I mean, I've already watched it twice over on top of the world premiere and it I, both times like i haven't reached for my phone nothing i've just been fully like in it and doing that on rewatches is for me with my attention span is like unheard of so it's just it's amazing and i am we're blown away by it yeah i agree i i put it out there when i initially watched it but the first thing that came to mind is how how much movie quality it felt like. And that's nothing against, you know, Mando or Boba Fett. Um, but this, you can tell that they are respecting the character of Obi-Wan, knowing where he came from. Um, and, and the stories that have come with him before, uh, you know, it's, it's very cinematic. Um, I'm also obsessed at how character driven it is. Um, it's such a character-driven Star Wars story uh, in the sense of, you know, it's diving into the emotions of Obi-Wan like we've never seen before, right? Like uh, the trauma that he's had to de deal with over the last 10 years, as we see in the episode, is a 10-year time jump. Um, mm -hmm. And we're picking up with this character who he's been doing the same thing over and over and over again for 10 years, um, just being a, a general citizen on Tatooine but while also dealing with the drama and, you know, uh, just things that have happened from the prequel trilogy, uh, uh, specifically episode three, obviously, and Anakin and Order 66 and all of that. So um, I'm, I'm very, very happy with the way they approached it and how they approached the character of Obi-Wan. I can't wait to talk about it. But I think the best way to, for us to start this, and, and this conversation will probably be pretty scattered. Uh, we're going to bring up things, because it is the first two episodes, we're probably going to try to connect things from the first two as we talk. But the best way to kind of start this off is the opening, because the opening, it, it something we never even thought could happen um, or, or theorized that could happen. We got a reshooting of Order 66 in the very opening of the first episode. Um, very quick, a few minutes, nothing crazy, but we got another perspective of Order 66 inside the temple as we pick up with a group of younglings and they're being trained by a Jedi Master. And that Jedi Master eventually, after putting up quite a, quite a good fight, ends up being shot down by some clone troopers. And the closing shots of that are the, uh, the, the Padawans, the younglings, uh, running across the bridge, and we get that incredible wide shot of the temple and multiple Jedi fighting multiple groups of, of clone troopers across the temple floor. Um, and and we knew this show was going to be tense and emotional and pick up in a way that we haven't really seen these characters before. But you legit started off with doing another Order 66 scene after like stuff of Clone Wars and all these different perspectives, Jedi Fallen Order of Order 66. We get yet another, and this this time it's seeing younglings knowing their fate, like knowing their fate of what happens, right? Um, and I know that there's been that theory and, and you know idea that one of those younglings was Reva, which I'm sure we'll talk about. But that scene, I mean, what a way to bring you back into this world. What a way to bring you back into this world. Yeah, I <laughs> I was sitting next to our friend Zach Kett, and uh 
I turned to him the second I saw the younglings. I'm like, oh my God. First thing we're going to see is them kill younglings. That'd be horrible. Yeah. And he goes, no, they're not. And then all of a sudden it's like the shooting part happens. And I'm like, oh my God, I was kidding. I was kidding. <laughs> he's like, look what you did. And it just like, well, that's how we're starting. We're going with possible murder of children. Like they, they were setting you up for shock at the beginning. Um, I couldn't believe that's how you were starting it. Like I was just like, so I, I told, I told Brian this uh, after we watched the episodes and cause I want to fill you in geo while watching the scene. So the, so the scene I think is obviously a setup for a story with Reva, right? I think we've, we can all agree that if she is in fact, the younglings that sets up her, uh, you know, her revenge towards Obi-Wan and specific things that we'll get into. But I say there is, there is a, uh, I rewatched this morning again. There is a black girl yes. in the group that says, and she's the one that says, what are we supposed to do now? Yeah. And yeah, so. they kind of zoom into, uh, and she's yeah. like the centerpiece, the focal point. But what I hmm. said is when, when it first, when the when it first showed up, right. And we see them being trained. It's just to let, let you know where my thought process was at you. I legit thought we were going to see Anakin walk through the doors. Well, I thought we were going to see a perspective of Anakin walking, not like legit seeing him like strike them down, but I thought we were going to get a legit de-aged Hayden Christensen, another perspective of that scene in Revenge of the Sith where he does walk through the doors and they say, Master Skywalker, what are we supposed to do? I thought that's what was happening. And my heart was racing because if they did that, like my heart would have dropped and because look, we know that it's the whole series. The point of it is Obi-Wan versus Vader. Like that's right. the whole entire idea of the series. Now they didn't go that route, obviously, but like imagine the, uh, the heart droppings that would have happened. If you would have seen Anakin Skywalker walk through those doors, knowing he had, he had just turned to the dark side. So that's just that's crazy. Yeah. That's just, man. If they would have went that route, they might have had to put a disclaimer up in the beginning of the episode or something. <laughs> yeah. Um, but like you guys, I mean, for myself, I was a little bit caught off guard. I mean, at first you see some Jedi's doing some meditation. I'm like, oh, this is nice. And it didn't register until that door opened. And I was like, oh, no, this is Order 66, man. And I, I just got to say, like, I appreciate this is the second Disney Plus show in a row, Star Wars where they've shown us a little bit of Order 66. They did it in Book of Boba yeah. Fett, where you saw three Jedis, uh, you know, defending Grogu, I guess. Um, but yeah, like you guys, you know, those emotions from 17 years ago, seeing Order 66 on a big screen back in 2005, they came back. And um, I thought it was done really well. Um, again, it goes into like that whole prequel feeling of it all. And, you know, everyone has criticisms about those movies, but Revenge of the Sith and the Order 66 seeing that happen is just I put it up there with the best of uh, Star Wars um, of all time. But um, I thought it was well done. And I didn't really think about this. until you guys mentioned it, how Reva could definitely Reva Reva can tie into this. I think uh, that would definitely add more to 
a character that's being criticized over a little much race which we'll race. we'll get to that we'll, yeah. we'll get to that yeah well let's talk about her and i know that we probably should be starting with obi-wan but it just connects the dots with the order 66 a little bit if her character is connected to it um and i i think we're all in agreement on how it could happen but just to clarify uh it connects back to obi-wan's message about the jedi not returning to the temple in episode three mm. um and her essentially um, having resentment towards him of keeping all of them away. And that's why they didn't survive. And that's why her fellow younglings probably passed, but she somehow survived. Um, is that a theory or is that like, it's not it's, confirmed. It's just, it's the dot that everyone is pointing towards right now. That, that makes so much sense. Yeah. And his message is the reason why that she is essentially uh, that she became who she is and why the temple fell and why it all happened is because he kept them away essentially. Mm. And it would make sense how she knew who Darth Anakin Vader was. is. You're right. You're because right. Oh, wait she, a minute. she would have seen him in yes. the temple. Yes. Walking Hold around on, killing people. Didn't he rewrite the code after all that happened? Because Yoda and Obi-Wan made it the next morning. And I just remember Yoda going ham and destroying all those clone troopers. They make it into the temple and then he reprograms the code. She would have been long gone by then, right? Well, she I mean, just hiding. She could have been or, hiding and locked or maybe inside hiding. the temple. Yeah, there's more or, to it, I guess. Or maybe, maybe like the clone troopers were given a, a direct order to possibly keep some younglings for for training by As like bait, maybe, or that, or or for possible training to become like future Sith or I don't know if the idea of the Inquisitors was a thing then. Um, but yeah, to Brian's point, it, because the biggest, one of the biggest secrets in the galaxy is that nobody knows that Anakin Skywalker is Vader uh, other than Obi-Wan and maybe a few others like Yoda, obviously, and a couple others. Well, um, we were a few of us were talking about it the, uh, afterwards. The only people that really should know would be Thrawn, Tarkin, Reva, Palpatine, Palpatine and Yoda Bale. and Yoda. No, Bale would be one. No, Bale Bale. no. You don't think Bale would know? I mean, mm -mm. he wasn't inside the temple and he never knew what had happened to, to Anakin. Everyone thought Anakin passed. They died into the temple fighting. Um, and, and then it eventually burned to the ground. And so there's like legit, like five people that know. And right. Brian's right. If, if Reva saw him legit cutting people down, she would know and be holding on that secret. And then we get that fast forwarding to episode two where she reveals to Obi-Wan that Anakin is alive and that she knows that Anakin is Darth Vader. Which is a which, huge uh -huh. criticism, which, I mean, I don't get it. <laughs> I don't get the crit criticism behind it, if there is. I didn't see that there was criticism. I don't understand the criticism if there is. Like, that makes well, no I sense. Well, I mean, I guess it's more that, you know, she's kind of stayed in the obvious to the viewers, you know, uh, like... Darth Vader, Anakin Skywalker. And it's like, but I think that was more towards her revealing to Obi-Wan and maybe hopefully triggering a reaction of, out of Obi-Wan to come out and, you know, um, engage and, you know, all rusty. And it would be an easy kill probably for Riva at that point. I don't know. So, yeah, to get the emotions out of him. I mean, it was clear as day that he had Throw no idea, game, which that yeah. moment. 
that moment, oh my God, where he had the realization that Anakin was still alive. The dramatic and one of the one of the best probably prob I mean it's one of the best moments of those first two episodes. Like just that, and then you shift to seeing Vader inside the tube and everything, but we'll get to that. Like that, but that moment where she reveals to him, like, yeah, Anakin Skywalker's alive. Like Vader and and it's been 10 years and he had no idea. Like you he, he thinks he's past it, he's still struggling with it a little bit. Bale just said you gotta move on, and then it gets thrown right back into your face. Like that's wild. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's. I'm. I'm just curious to see. Like, I think it's. I, I get it. You know, the the show is not perfect and whatnot. But with only two episodes in, that's like a third of the way. Let's you know, let's see where it goes. And that goes into my early criticisms with the Riva character, if I may. Um, do do, do you want to get to that or or not? Let's yet? go for it. Just... While while we're on the topic of her, why not? I have no problem with the performance at all. I think uh, the actress's name, I, I don't have her name, but she's... Moses Ingram. Moses Ingram, thank you. Yes, now it rings a bell. I think she's doing a kick-ass job and, you know, um, doing her absolute best. I think for myself, some of the criticisms lie within the writing of the character. Um, I just... Okay, so I can I can live with her going and orchestrating uh the kidnapping of leia and how that goes but in the same day you're gonna confront the very guy who's looking over luke skywalker i just find that a little bit hard to believe like wow she's like could literally like end the uh rebellion even before it begins with leia and luke and just how and again it's early just how angry she is like the character like obi-wan this and that like i'm gonna kill you and maybe you know like i said it's, it's an early criticism but i i just think it's um i think my criticisms criticisms lie within the writing uh but how do you guys feel about the character brian you want to go obsessed first? with her <laughs> i'm not surprised that brian's obsessed with her because she's like andy says uh she's an absolute baddie like she's she's a baddie in the all ways i think he um, means hot Patty, <laughs> that's fair. Um, so I, I mean, I, I think I'm, I don't know if I said this to Brian afterwards or, or someone else, but I have, I have, I don't have reservations about her, but, um, she's the part of the show so far that I'm like most curious about, not questioning or, or, you know, any of that, but I think it, it'll all come together a little bit more once we see like, the end product and maybe the reveal of why she's doing this. Um, my biggest question is like, how is she doing this under the grand inquisitor's back? You know, like he's supposed to be so like he was appointed, but he was appointed by Vader. Like that's where my, my head instantly goes. It's not so much about the character. Like, I think she's doing a great job. I think the motive behind it, if it is in fact her having, um, kind of a vengeance towards Obi-Wan for his message and keeping the Jedi away. Like if that is in fact the case, I think the motive is totally believable in my opinion. Um, But I'm more questioning, like how is she doing this behind the grand inquisitors back? All the inquisitors back really. Um, And I know that Vader is staying out of it at this point, but I would think that possibly he'd have like an eye on it. Um, 
But I think now that we've seen the end of episode two, it now makes sense as to why he gets involved. It's because she turned on the Grand Inquisitor. And it's going to be like that whole moment where he essentially says, okay, I'm doing it myself. Like, if you guys can't handle it, I'm doing it myself. It's like, a, and it's, it's the best comparison I can make. But it's that Thanos moment where Vader's using them as pawns to try to get what he wants. But if they can't do it, now he has to get involved. Um, but as far as Riva goes, I mean, yeah, I mean, the only real thing that I'm questioning is how is she doing it behind their backs? And I know that Sith and Inquisitors all, all include them inside that bubble. Um, that they all operate in super dark shadows, right? We know that from the books, uh, Vader did stuff behind Palpatine's back all the time. They all were, the they time. were like 90% of the time, they were never on the same page. Like they were like Vader could have cut Palpatine down at any point in time because they were always arguing. There was a point where Palpatine didn't want Vader as his apprentice. Like they were probably more, I think more than once. Yeah. Like they were on complete ends of the spectrum and they were always operating against each other in the shadows. So if that's the case and I'm including the inquisitors in that, and if that's how they're going to do that, then I'm totally for it, but I just need clarification and and I think the next couple episodes will definitely will get that. I hope we get another flashback scene where maybe it is like uh, Reva hearing Obi Wan's message or something happens where like there is that clarification of of that moment of like what her motive is. But I think the character I, I really haven't had an issue for. Her. She's sporadic. She's unhinged, and I think that works perfectly for these characters because we've seen. In Rebels with the Inquisitors in the past, they're very cut and dry in line, right? They operate a very specific way, but not every single one can operate that way. Sure. So yeah. one, one, two, three, however many, someone at some point has to come off as a different way, just like Anakin did in the Jedi. He was completely different, or Quinlan Voss for the Jedi, or Qui-Gon for the Jedi, right? They were not the typical cut and dry Jedi. So I think she is a very different type of Inquisitor, and she has a specific underlying motive as to why she's doing it. It's personal for her. Whereas the others, it's an imperial outlook. They're fighting for the empire. Whereas I think she is completely fighting for herself while operating under the inquisitor banner. Um, so, I, I mean, I really haven't had an issue with her as far as like her character. It's just kind of like clarifying what the ultimate motive is behind it, you know? I'm obsessed with her. Her acting is phenomenal. I love that she is sporadic. She is just pissed off evil. Yeah. She, and she does not have yellow eyes. The fifth brother has a, his whole thing going on, but the Grand Inquisitor has yellow eyes. Here, I'll bring up. Uh, I don't know if we can see it in this image, but the other chick has. Yeah. The so he he doesn't. His eyes are normal, but yeah, you can see his Grand yeah. Inquisitor. The Which other costumes are fantastic, by the way. Like, oh fire. my god, they're phenomenal. We got fire person too. Yeah. Dope. Um, Sung yeah. Kang, perfect. He's awesome. Perfect. Is that him? That's yeah. him. Damn. Uh, now I see it. Yeah. <laughs> what is the other one? The fourth sister. Uh, yes, because Reva's the I third think. sister. Yes. Yeah. Uh, she has yellow eyes, so I think she's just more pissed off, wanting revenge type storyline. That's what we're gonna get, and 
I'm all for it because she's freaking phenomenal. She's, I mean, Ewan McGregor and Obi-Wan is like its own category, but like under him, she's like my favorite thing happening right now. I, I am, I love it. Uh, interesting theory here for Maddie Gunner. Maddie, we saw Maddie this weekend, super Star Wars nerd. I want to bring this Hi, up. Maddie. Here's my theory for you guys' thoughts. In the Clone Wars movie, the animated one, Obi-Wan said he requested a Padawan, but he never got one. And Anakin did. What if Reva was the Padawan he never got? Mm. That would be an interesting way to bring that poopy movie back into the fold. <laughs> so, I mean, interesting. Um, I just, I feel like that Order 66 scene is there for a reason. So, um, yeah. But that's not a bad theory at all. That is not a bad theory at all. So, which we haven't seen. I don't think we've seen the last of Order 66. I think there's going to be no, more flashbacks. No, 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 no. I, in, I hope so. I, I hope so. That, and I hope, I hope, and we've been saying it. I hope to God we get a Clone Wars flashback with Anakin and Obi Wan. Oh, um, <laughs> and yeah. I've been saying it for so long. Um, okay. So we've talked about Reva. We've talked about Order 66. So we talk about Obi Wan and where this dude is at, his, his psyche, because there's some things going on with, uh, with one of our fan favorite Jedis here. Uh, as we see, you know, there's multiple, uh, you know, examples of this through the first two episodes, but I'll, I'll go to the one where he meets um, the former Padawan, the Jedi that is on the move uh, in the beginning of the episode as the Inquisitors are fighting or, or hunting, excuse me, um, that he he's he's given up. He's a guy that's completely given up um, on the world, essentially. his He is solely focused on watching uh luke and over overlooking him and as we see that confrontation with with uh owen lars you know that that once he comes of age he's going to train him and he's going to take care of him just like he tried to do of anakin and but obi-wan is broken and he's gone through the ringer and he's holding on to something that happened 10 years ago even in that moment with bail uh before he ultimately decides to go after young leia um he he denied bail and bail ended up showing up at his little little cave dwelling um and had to talk him into it and we see that moment where he goes and finds his lightsaber he buried it miles deep into the sand and uh brian what, what do you think about our obi-wan of where he's at compared to where the last time we saw him uh he's clearly very broken broken is the, the word that i feel best fits what we're seeing this man has i mean he was one of the most like strictest follow the jedi code type people uh and he saw what he dedicated his life to destroyed and that it didn't work and that would ruin anyone like something you've poured your whole life into see you fail like that would destroy you and anybody and that clearly is what he is not to mention he knows the best way to survive is to literally just forget it and not do anything i mean he didn't even hold on to his lightsabers in the cave he buried <laughs> them in the middle of the desert and when and when I when we when he also had Anakin's both oh. of them, I know. Oh, God. Um so that lightsaber like, has been through so many hands and so many locations. Oh yeah. 
But I mean, like, that's the extent of it. He doesn't even want it near him. Yeah. Like, it's in the desert. And we saw that again when he ran into another Jedi. He faked, like, he wasn't at first willing to come out and be like, yeah, blah, 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 blah. I'm who I am. Like, he tried. And the guy, Nari, was like, dude, I know who you are. Do you think he was at one of the Padawans at the beginning? No, I think he was just a random Jedi. Me too. I think he was just maybe a little bit older than Reva. Yeah. Um, I mean, so, yeah, I just, I mean, he tried and was, until the guy was like, literally like, I know who you are. Like, stop trying. Mm -hmm. Like, he was full on trying to pretend he did not know them. Um, So, yeah, he... It, broken is the only like word that I feel like best describes his state of mind and everything. I see yeah. the comparison. That's a that's a good comparison that he's like uh, uh, the last Jedi's Luke. I almost would feel like he's worse than Luke. Well, in that that moment in Episode Two where Leia falls, it took him a little bit to use the Force because he's so turned off by it, right? Yeah. So years. I. I've been trying to remember. There is something that I read that uh, it was one of the books. I don't think a comic book where they turned off the force for so long that they had a hard time bringing it back. And I remembered when, like when I saw that he did that by Harrison, um, that, I was thinking to my, when Leia was falling, I was like, mm-hmm. oh, like they did exactly like the other one where it took him a second to, mm-hmm. to get it to come back. Cause if he would have just went right back into it, we would have been like, oh, okay. But like, I, and it has been bothering me. If someone remembers which novel or whatever it is, where one of the characters like took a second to, come back to using the force say it because that's exactly what they did like when you shut it off or maybe it was just literally the last jedi i was gonna say yeah. luke did the, luke did the same thing in the last jedi. yeah that's exactly yeah. what it was <laughs> stupid uh he he shut it off for so long that it kind of like took him a second to come back um but yeah i i broken is the best word i feel like to describe his position right now yeah, I agree. Gio, we're talking about the psyche of Obi-Wan here um, from where we last saw him to now. Uh, what what did you think on the take of Obi-Wan and, and you know, how broken and, and uh, traumatized and kind of shut off that this character is at this point? See, I thought it was because somebody in the chat brought up uh, Luke from The Last Jedi. Mm-hmm. I thought it worked better here because we had better context right uh coming off of episode three that's that's very fair that's very fair yeah everything that happened um so far so when he we were introduced to this different kind of at this point really more ben than obi-wan ben kenobi um it was uh it was a little tough to see you know i mean just how far he's shut himself off from the force um you know, you can see moments where he like really wishes he could do something. And that's something that you and 
you know, does very well with his acting. You just, he's just like, man, if this were 10 years ago, mm -hmm. <laughs> you'd be out of here. Um, and, uh, yeah, even to the point where an old friend like Bale, you know, is pleading with him for help about a child who's very important. He's just like, no, I can't. Yeah. If it's to a fellow Jedi who really wants to take the fight to the uh, Empire, he's like, no, live a normal life. Get out of here. Get away. And uh, that's just who he is at this point um, until he finds himself having to tap back into the Force. So I thought it was done very well. Yeah, I mean, and it's the obvious choice. I think we expected it, but I think seeing it done so well and, you know, the the montage of just seeing him go to his job, go home, you know, cut a piece for his EOP, uh, and and do his life um, and then be shut down by Owen Lars as much as he was and then see Owen literally almost cut down by Reva because of Obi-Wan and like all the things that, he you know all the damage he's done essentially um you'd be you'd be pretty you'd be pretty down after 10 years of just sitting in that <laughs> not really talking I mean, to anybody it's essentially 10 years of just solitude like yeah. it's not like most people would go crazy just sit, like man was not talking to anyone mm-hmm like ex except for that like run in with Owen like he wasn't talking to anyone at work wasn't talking to anyone at back home nothing and that can make people go crazy so uh, yeah there was parts where he's trying to talk to his old master Qui-Gon oh I was just gonna say I was gonna ask you to what was your reaction of like when he said master did you guys like freak out the fact that we might have just saw Qui-Gon or do you like the fact because look, he's shut off from the force, right? That he's still trying, like that. It, that's not there anymore, right? But it also just like it's gonna happen, right? It's gonna. Oh, happen. it's gonna happen. Oh yeah, the second the second you hear him go, Qui Gon, you're like, all right, this guy's. Gonna I'm gonna lose it, you guys. Lose yeah. it. So it's okay, Gordon. He talked to Jawas, but how much conversation can you really? That have Jawa with scene was incredible. That was pretty funny. incredible. I, the Jawa was working Obi Wan, a hundred percent working yeah. Obi Wan. Especially if you're gonna steal my stuff, please give it back to me clean. It's gonna cost <laughs> you extra though. But uh, well, I mean, hell, we now have the origin of the uh, toy. The that was very like. I love when shows, not oh, even yeah. just Star Wars, just yeah, the like, ship, Geo, the ship, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I love when I, yeah. anything... You should have even, heard the theater when it first popped up. It was a it, it erupted. Yeah. yeah. It just, yeah. like, even small things like that mean so much to a lot of people. Like, it... Does it have some, like, huge life-altering, like, thing? No. But it's a little nugget that now we're like oh dude that's from obi-wan like it's it, i love things like that well, i and, love and it speaking of connections i want to bring up a couple comments here from andy um and this is in connection to obi-wan calling himself ben the way we're learning why leia named her son ben through this is also amazing 
and how she recognized who Luke was talking about when he says he's with Ben Kenobi in the Death Star. Mm -hmm. uh, because in episode two, when, when she asks him, what's your name? He says, Ben. And that's what she knows him as until she eventually learns from her father that it's Obi-Wan Kenobi uh, instead of Ben Kenobi. But very interesting connection because Luke knows him as Ben. Like that's I love when the, the little girl, little Leia goes, Ben's not a Jedi name. <laughs> <Yeah>. like, <laughs> it's so true. Like everyone's well, and, got. And... Oh, go ahead. Go ahead, Brian. I was just going to say, literally, I was trying to think of like, the most generic name in Star Wars, and I think that literally is like the most. It's that generic. or Owen? It's that or it's one of the yeah. Other that ones. and Owen are probably the two most generic. Well, I guess like, Luke technically, but you know, I mean, even like before Star Wars, how many? Well, I guess no. Luke is pretty. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Luke the, is pretty generic. <laughs> yeah, that's. But like, you don't come across no generic names. So for like Ben, it makes sense. Like it's pretty funny. Yeah, it's it's a very very cool connection. Um, I just I love the fact that uh, they're they're kind of putting all these pieces together, uh, both prequel and original trilogy stuff. Um, we, since we're on the topic of her, uh, and I know this is jumping forward a little bit, but young Leia, like big big part of the show so far. Uh, obviously, episode Phenomenal. two is all about her. Um, she's captured and and kidnapped at the very end of episode one by Flea, none other than Flea popping up there in the episode um but so far the episode or the season is all about uh obi-wan going after and saving her after bail asks for his help um you know i know that obviously we don't get a lot of it in future star wars for one big reason but finally great to see all the raw in live action uh so great to see that planet in live action yeah. knowing its fate is also a big bummer but what a beautiful beautiful take on on a star wars city and world um, but I love the fact that young Leia is involved in this, in this capacity. And like, that's like so far the story. Also, she is so perfect as Leia. In every, in every so way. So that, that is Leia. Like that is so Leia. And anybody who criticizes her does not know Star Wars. That no. is Leia down to the bone in every if, way that she portrayed that character. It is perfect. The one thing I kept thinking of is, if Carrie Fisher was alive and saw yes. this girl playing it, she would be head over heels mm -hmm. in love with the way this girl yeah. is acting as Leia. Like the mannerisms, the things she says, the, does everything screams Leia. And it's just, it's so good. Like yeah. I, it, I will, I'm not, afraid to say that i was very apprehensive like thinking like of getting the kids like too. and too. like the, it's so beyond anything i ever could have thought of especially leia like luke is very kind of just like n normal but like leia has always been a specific way well and, so. and we've seen we've seen enough luke in storytelling with comics books movies because yeah. he's, he's like the jedi right i think it worked out so well because it wasn't luke being taken it was leia right and leia's obviously like a big part like she was she's a huge character but we haven't seen her as much as luke because luke is the jedi he he's the guy that took down the empire he, he turned he took down the emperor invader etc right so yeah. 
it, it worked it, out that it was to, Leia rather than Luke. And to what you're saying, uh, exactly, I think, fits into why that one scene in the cave, Bale says she's just as important as he is. Yep. I, like, Ju- I mean, we- honestly, more important. Like, yeah. She, I mean, she's a big reason the rebellion is a thing, and Luke joined it because of Leia. Like, there's, I mean, it's one, like, you can't have one without the other. Like, they no. both, it wasn't just Luke who took it down. Like, you've got to remember, like, anything outside of like Luke being inside the Death Star, Leia was the one doing the things outside of the Death Star. Like, that For was years. And we learned yeah. in Rebels since she was like 15, 14, 15 years old. Yeah, so like it you cannot ha- have one without the other and yeah. I think that was huge and we've seen that with the sequels showing how important she was making her tr- she was a tr- in training to be a jet like everything and they're they're really showing her importance now and being like hey she was only, or he, Luke was half of the puzzle. She was the other half. Like, mm-hmm. there's a reason why there were twins and not just Luke. Because if she wasn't important, the story would have just given us Luke. He yep. would have, it would have been one child, but it was two. And it was, they were brother and sister. And it is important that they are both on a level playing field. And I think that they're finally doing that. Gio, I'm very interested in your thoughts because, look, we, we were talking with major hardcore Star Wars nerds all weekend, and they all love the fact that Leia was involved in this. But from And you're above average of a Star Wars fan, but I'm interested in what you thought about you. Leia being involved in this story and, and her kind of being like the thing that is most important right now. What did you think about young Leia kind of being introduced and then being like the thing in this story so far? You know, I'm not a afraid to say that i did not think i was gonna see a young leia or even alderaan yeah which doesn't make any sense i'm over here like <laughs> giving myself crap i'm like come on now you're gonna see bail organa jimmy smith you're obviously gonna see leia oh uh, by by um, the way Gio, when when he got brought up on stage jimmy smith they, the, everyone lost their mind so they that kept is the they kept him secret until yeah. after the episode uh-huh. so like we went the whole day we went through the whole morning panel and before the episode and then they brought him and the little girl out yeah uh, so uh, jimmy smith was introduced and then Viv- i don't know her last name but vivian was introduced and she ran straight to to jimmy smith's mm-hmm. and they hugged and everything it was like the most adorable thing ever vivian lyra lyra blair there you go talk That's about tongue twister Talk about adding to the experience. Your guys' experience of these first two episodes is totally different, and I'm <laughs> yeah. here for it. I, I love it. Yeah. Um, it was a delightful surprise. And seeing her, the way she the way she talks, her remarks, the way she claps back, especially especially to that cousin at the party. Oh, what a douche. Oh, what a douche back. Oh geez. we look we we yeah. thought we thought Owen. We thought Owen had some major control daddy issues. That guy's dad's major problem. Yeah. yeah. And she called him out. <laughs> and I like I like how Bale looks. And he's just like, oh, God, I know. What yeah. Like, not this again. <laughs> um, Cool little joy that she had, too. I Lola. Lola. 
Lola. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They had a stand oh. for it, and it has little legs too. Yeah, they they had Hasbro had Lola at at celebration already made. Yeah. See, I knew they could get them toys and merchandise, and they're like, "You like oh, that? Yeah. Here it is for sale, right here." Yep, <laughs> get one on your Geo, way. Geo, they had ba- they had signing up for backers for uh, Riva's lightsaber. The thing yeah. is six six feet five inches tall. The lightsaber with the blade. It's the double sided one. It's the full Damn. thing. Yeah, hurry right there, Jesus it's Christ! Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I, now there were moments where I thought. And again, it goes into the writing. The Leia actress, Vivian, she's doing a great job. But there were parts where it got a little bit much. I'm like, okay, okay, I get it. I know you're Leia, but can you dial it back just a little bit, please? Um, but then again, she's a kid. You know, of course, she's going to have trust issues, getting kidnapped, and doesn't know who to trust on this other planet. A couple scenes ago, you heard some random female being like, oh, your daughter, yeah, say goodbye to her, you know, and whatnot i think about that but i mean that's just a minor nitpick right there i think this young actress i mean she's killing it she's making a name for herself she's making carrie fisher proud she's making yeah so many star wars fans proud you know over a character that you know especially since carrie's passing they've like we're extremely protective of you know we want it to we want her character to not have the legacy ruined by, you know, poor takes or, you For know, sure. where they explore more of the character. And so all around, I think uh fantastic job. Love the moment where Obi-Wan has to finally use the force and she all of a sudden, be- sudden becomes a believer. Um Yeah. Great, great job. Can't wait. All to see she wanted more. as proof was to make her float. <laughs> right i love i love that they did that that's like that was the only and thing that happened i i will say one of the things that i was like and it, this is just it's nothing against the show or the way that it was told like it ultimately does not matter but how in the world can four different adults not catch her that was another that is the her, only yeah. thing and and look honestly it's not that big of a deal because at the end of the day it did not matter it really didn't no. right but how can Flea and his two hooligans, then Obi-Wan, they can't catch this little girl who steps her maybe a third of yours? My like, favorite thing was the branch that stopped the guy from getting Yeah, away. he didn't stop <laughs> running when he could have yeah. ducked underneath. Like, and again, it doesn't matter. I think Flick and Real mentioned that. Yeah, yeah like you could have yeah. just, you, you could have done it in a different way, but like I said, it doesn't take away from my viewing. It's just a funny little thing that happened. That's um, more of the uh, the choreography of of that chase and and that you know and <laughs> to that point you know uh, Rava doing parkour on the on the rooftops and it gave me the impression that she was right there about to catch Obi Wan and then she never ended up there and then it cuts yeah. back to her still doing parkour on the ceiling yeah. and I'm like on the roof and I'm like what. But again, I mean, I will say, I will say, if you go to one of those scenes when they do a wide shot of her looking at where the gunfire is, it is pretty far away. It it's is a couple it's, buildings. Yeah. It is pretty far yeah. away. So um, uh, I'm really again, glad that Gator bit the butt, bit the dust. Uh, it's, it's, no, I need to know the history of that dinosaur bounty hunter because that was literally <laughs> the raptor hunter. The raptor that was hunter, literally yeah. blue from Jurassic World, <laughs> put with a cape and a gun. Yeah. I need yeah. to know the history of that guy. Oh, okay. I, I want to get to the Grand Inquisitor, but we haven't talked about Kumail Nanjiani. Oh, yeah. 
His his fake Jedi. It's so perfect for him. Gio, I see you kind of squinting and going back and forth. I gotta hear the I gotta hear these thoughts, man. Aja. It didn't really correct me if I'm wrong, it didn't really do anything to the story or serve it. It was just kind of there, right? I mean, he did kind of help Luke and uh, not Luke. Uh Obi Wan wow. wow. escape. Sound like Gavin. Now here's the thing. But he is on IMDb for five episodes of the six. So does he sneak onto the ship? Do they go back to the know. planet? Maybe. Probably, but um Andy, you're not wrong, my guy. You're I, not I wrong. I said that I said that to Zach Burkett when the lasers went off. I went, here comes the helicopter blade. And I think they're saving it. I, like, I think they're it. saving it. Yeah. It would have made or maybe she just hasn't learned it. I don't know. Oh, you talking about when the Grand Inquisitor did the spin thing? No, so well, Gio, you haven't you haven't watched Rebels. That's why. Is so in Rebels, they're they're double sided lightsabers. They're helicopter sabers where they they can fly. So they can literally hold it and they can hover fast that it it pulls. So that's what people are wanting to see. Is yeah, yeah. Essentially, they (laughs) they pick it picks them up and flies. Yeah. Why not? Oh wait, no. Can can they force jump? No. Yeah, I mean, like, yeah, yeah. They could force jump and then helicopter hover. So people, are, people are waiting for their helicopter saber to happen in the show with the Inquisitors because that's what they do in Rebels. How's that going to look in live action? You think it's going to be? I like... don't care. I just want to see I... it. I'm one of the people who want to see it so <laughs> Me bad. Too. Me too. <laughs> uh, but no, look back to Kumail Nanjiani. I think to answer your question, Gio, the ultimate, the only reason why he was really there is to help Obi Wan get up to the hangar, right? Like. It, it shows that maybe this guy isn't as bad as he's led to believe. Right. He is a scam artist, but he does have some kind of heart to where he can help. Um, I mean, he, dude went up against Reva. Really yeah, I thought Reva was going to kill him. I thought so he was going to die, too. I'm like, come on. <laughs> I, you, you I mean, why didn't she? Owen. Like, I figured she just yeah. sliced him down, you know? But, yeah. Well, I mean, she did Kylo Ren his brain to figure out what, where he was going. Which, which I thought I, was that, another cool thing to see. I was kind of shocked that she did that well because we know that with the force stuff force abilities they come with different people certain people have different force abilities and that is one of her abilities which is really cool like ray can heal right and yeah exactly okay. or kylo can do the same thing as, as she can so um it, it is cool that we can see different force users have different abilities uh that it's not just all the same thing for everybody we, i know that um you know cal and Fallen Jedi or Jedi Fallen Order has some different abilities as well. Um, and they're, they're branching out in that with these new stories over these last couple of years um, and giving different characters different abilities, which is really cool. It's not just the classic Jedi of force push and force jumping yeah. and all that type of stuff, you know, um, that can be very useful to her. And it, it already is. I'm interested in seeing if it pops back up. But um, yeah, I mean, if he's in five episodes, I'm very curious on how he gets involved. Because mm-hmm. Obi-Wan, as we see the at the ending of episode two, he's gone. He got on the ship. He and Leia, they're out. Uh, Reva a- is on the ground. Um, and so I imagine we're leaving the planet. But who knows what's going to happen. Um, Maddie might have a good idea where it's they may just take him and interrogate him a oh. little bit more or something. Yeah, like, they're, like his connection to Obi-Wan, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, who knows? All right, let, let's get to the big one here because this is uh, we've been waiting on this all all episode. Uh, Reva takes down the Grand Inquisitor. 
Um, this is a big, big moment, a big questionable moment, because obviously later on in Star Wars timeline, the Grand Inquisitor is in Rebel season one. He bites the dust officially at the end of season one. Um, so, I mean, he's not dead, right? Like, is it the same Grand Inquisitor? He's it's not a dead. Lightsaber through the chest. Yeah, I yeah. Like, Grand Inquisitor was supposed to be this. The, he got snoked. Okay, he just. <laughs> yeah, she full on like turns and stabs him. Uh, I know a lot of people were complaining at Celebration, like, "How dare they spit on Rebels?" I'm like, you guys, if you honestly think that they went. No, okay, we're gonna not count that Rebels arc anymore, and we're just gonna make this be our start. Like there, there's no way there's on no way. this there's earth, no way in any capacity, would they ever just be like, okay, we're just not gonna count season one of Rebels and the Grand Inquisitor story, and just you can't just leave this. the canon timeline. Like I'm no, sorry. no. there's. If you believe that, you don't know how Star Wars works. Like, there's... I'm sorry. Like, as oh, harsh as that sounds. I love this. What? Aliens have hearts in weird places. Yeah. I, I love mean, that. Yeah. It's... There is a bajillion different ways that they could spin this. Like, if you truly believe... There you that, go. Exactly. If you truly believe that he is dead and that they're retconning season one of rebels. You don't know because that would be a bigger thing to people than probably the whole story that, Oh, well what's canon? They would do so many right. things. So true, it's true. Yeah. But you can't rule out the general audience is probably watching this going. Oh, like, but that's why I'm a little Gio, confused because I don't have that much context. Have, for the have the has the general audience ever even seen Rebels? That's the question you have to answer. Like, ultimately, is it that big of a deal if most people probably have not watched Star Wars Rebels? Outside of like Star Wars nerds and kids, what average adult is going to sit down and watch Star Wars Rebels? Exactly, and you at some point you're going to have to like realize like they're going to do certain things because look at Ahsoka, the Ahsoka show. You were Maddie about just, to get... Maddie just brought it up. They literally, Where? he just brought it up. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. They're literally taking characters from animation and finishing a animated show in live action. So at some point, you're going to have to at least have a basic knowledge in a sense, if you want certain stories. I mean, look at look at Ahsoka. Like, if you didn't watch animated, read comics, or books, you don't know who this kid... My sister, for example. I had to explain who Ahsoka was, because she's not going to go back and re-read it. But at the same time, she's picking up these things that they are leaving mm -hmm. in, in the main storyline. So, like, I mean... Yeah, John. Perfect. Another one. Darth Maul getting Boom. cut in half. Like Boom. There are certain I think things... the bigger one there is that Vader survived lava flow. He's not wrong. Yeah. And yeah. and losing three limbs. Not losing wrong. Three limbs, all his I hair. mean four in total, but it's like... <laughs> he lost all of his limbs. <laughs> so I mean, people need to like realize like 
they're not retconning things. They are doing things different to give you a sense of a story. Like you're going to get an explanation of this guy. There may be another one. There may not be another one. He I may said it have after watching. I was like, what if that wasn't our Grand Inquisitor? I know. And like, like I would like I think it would be the best ultimate troll for that to this. not be the the real because Grand everyone was freaking out about his head, right? What and if then all, what if Star Wars just goes, Y'all are stupid? That wasn't our yeah. Grand Inquisitor. Here's the real one, and it's like an exact replica yeah, of like the a... Rebels version of Grand Inquisitor. Wow. It's just like chill. Like I like everyone's so quick to it's done. It's start like try to cancel it. And it's just like you literally just watched it. Like what, the story's not even finished yet. Go, like, if chill. you go back and watch the episode, when she stabs him, she stabs him, he falls. We don't see him fall until later on where there's a quick shot of him lying there and that's it. Yeah. Like we didn't see him actually die. Like he was just laying there. We don't know if he was dead, alive. I mean, he did get he did get murked like quite. It was essentially oh, sure. the same like Qui-Gon stabbed to the gut type thing. But right. like he's an alien. Like, exactly. Like it's we different. don't know. Yeah. But this was like, through the chest though, huh? No, it was it was more like Okay, but you also remember gut. remember what we just learned of in or uh, Boba Fett too with Cobb Vanth, all the technology of bringing and Fennec Shand, right? She got her stomach replaced, which like, is actually very similar uh, in the books. Uh, Leia's mother, uh, Brea, has internal robotic yes. organs yes. too, so like it's becoming more of a thing. <laughs> what if? Oh my God, this would be insane. What if Rupert Friend played this version of the Inquisitor and then Jason Isaacs came back and played the real <laughs> version of the Grand Inquisitor? Oh I'm my not, god. You would not see me complain. Bro. Crazy. But I see, will say though, uh Rupert Friend is he's great. so far. I like he's great. I I was apprehensive just for the pure fact that I loved that I love the Grand Inquisitor character. So I was just terrified of it getting ruined. I'm not apprehensive anymore. He's been fantastic so far. I, yeah. I, so I have a lot of history with Rupert Friend. He was in Homeland, which I watched. Um, and then he's been in a couple other things that I've seen over time. So I, I know what he's capable of. He's just never given, uh, like a, like he was, he was unfortunately in that Hitman Age of 47 film, the second one. He played Hitman. They uh, did another one. I didn't give another one. Yeah. He played the character, but he, he's trying to make a name for himself. So of course he's going to take a big video game movie like that. He just hasn't given a project to like really put himself out there. I always knew he was going to crush it. I always knew. And the dude has the voice down. The eyes and teeth look fantastic. Um, he really, really brings that role. The way he talks I is love when so he yells grand at people, inquisitor. Like, when yeah. he goes, third sister. Like, yeah. it's just like that. Oh, so yeah. GOG, I hope, I hope we see, I hope we see him and Vader together because we see their relationship in the comics um when how we learn of how the inquisitors happen and, and kind of how it came together i really 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 hope we get to see that on screen on, on their relationship because it's actually pretty pretty interesting relationship between the two of them mm -hmm. i just need star wars to be careful going forward with because if if he does come back which he, he probably will and they make sense of it which they probably will i don't want it to get to the point where it severely reduces the stakes of any fight 
between characters outside of those who we know survive because then you could just say oh you know the healing or the force or the robotics or whatever it's just i want them to be careful they're not there they're not anywhere near there that yet but it's just something that i'm kind of thinking about as as we go that's fair because you don't want things to become cheesy where it's like is that character just being killed for shock and then coming back and like every time right well i can can tell you I can tell you one thing, Gio. Reva's not making it out of this. Oh, she no, gone. There's no way. Yeah, she I think gone. I think Vader's season. gonna kill. I think Vader's I do too. I think Vader's gonna pull a Jedi Fallen Order against mm-hmm. another Inquisitor in full on. Last thing I'll say is that seeing you guys bring about the ways that Grand Inquisitor could survive <laughs> gives me hope for Mace Windu. So. It's not oh, happening. Jesus Christ. Oh, so it can't happen to Mace Windu, it's, but it's everybody not else. Happening. Hey. Well, okay, so quickly, Geo, uh, Mace Windu actually is coming back. There was a yeah. project announced uh, called Tales of the Jedi, I'm and there. there are six episodes of animated TV that are Clone Wars style, uh, three focused on youngest, or three focused on Ahsoka in different points of her life, three focused on young Count Dooku. And we know how Dooku and Mace Windu were good friends, so do- uh, Mace Windu will be in that show. Dope. And don't forget who Dooku's Padawan is. Qui-Gon Jinn, baby! So, I saw that. So one other thing I think that is noticed that we should mention, I don't even know if you know. So did you look at the character posters, Jake? Uh, you like the each one? Are you talking about the stuff that's like inside the eye? Yes. Yeah. Like how like p- specific characters that are used for specific characters. So Reva's eye character is Vader, mm-hmm. not Obi Wan. Yep. So they then the character posters. There's uh, I forget who's how who how many there are. Obi Wan's is Vader. Grand Inquisitors is Obi Wan. I believe the fifth brother is one of them. He has Obi-Wan. And then Reva's is Let me pull him up. I'll pull uh, up Darth Vader in her eye. Man, she's she's gonna get in the way of because the moment Vader or Anakin sees Obi-Wan, he's that he's mine. And she's gonna get in the way. And it ain't gonna be like Grand Inquisitor, where I gotta warn yeah. you several times. Vader's gonna tell her once and then Well just Brian, I'm warrior. I'm curious if if are you thinking that she's not after Obi Wan, she's actually after Vader? Could be, maybe. I mean, I I truly think that she is after Obi Wan, okay. but maybe maybe we think of this. She is trying to get a means to get to Vader, and she knows Obi Wan is the ultimate means to get to Vader. Okay, so here are the character posters. So um, we have Reva is Vader. Uh, Grand Inquisitor is Obi-Wan. Fifth brother is Obi-Wan. Uh, Haja, which is Kumail Nanjiani, is Vader, which is interesting. Um, and that is it at the moment. Um, those are the only four. Well, obviously you have the Obi-Wan, which is Vader. but Yeah, um, I just think it's very interesting. Very interesting that she would not have. Obi-Wan but why would out. why would Haja have Vader? That's I think that, I mean I mean I think it's just literally Obi Wan or Vader, and they were just like okay, just put his Vader. Obviously, he's not going to pick Obi Wan 
Like mm-hmm. that's not his. I think it's very much a sense of enemy, good guy, good guy, bad guy. And they're just like, put his eye in his as Vader. I don't think there's anything. Re- I think he's going to maybe obviously help Obi-Wan. And hence that's Vader is the person. Yeah. But I think it's worth noting the fact that Vader is in her eye. So maybe this is just kind of like a side thought that I thought of maybe that maybe Obi-Wan is a means to Vader and Vader is the real like target to her because she's like, this guy ruined my life. Like ruined everything. Cause yeah, Very I mean, possible. that would be, it'd be, that means she she's essentially been in hiding for 10 years or yeah, she's been in hiding as an Inquisitor for 10 years or, because, or whatever. Yeah, because Vader doesn't deal with the brothers and sisters, really. He deals with the Grand Inquisitor Grand. who then yeah. deals with them. So mm-hmm. they probably haven't even met in person. So, like, this may be a means of getting to him. Like, that's maybe the reason why she is so set on, I need Obi-Wan because Obi-Wan is going to be the one that draws him out. I know the history of those two, like that'd be I, crazy. What and, a flip. And, and, and a I don't flip. think, and see, I don't think she gives two craps about Obi-Wan. So it's not so much like Obi-Wan, we're going to, um, we're going to work together to take down Vader. I think it's purely like he ruined my life. I'm going after Vader. Yeah. I mean, not, I, I it's interesting, right? It's a very, that it's a very good theory. A lot more weight. It's a very it, good theory. Exactly, because you know she ain't surviving for very long, right? I think it's pretty much we. This character is a means to an end. So, I mean, it would it, make sense as to why she would turn on the Grand Inquisitor. It would make sense as to at, at the end, if this is the case, she's not making it out, and why Vader would kill her. Um, I, I mean, I, you know what? I'm all for it. I'm all for can, it. Can you I'm imagine though? It. This would be the first time we would see two red lightsabers going up against each other. So Andy says he loves it. John says he loves it. And Andy says it's your fault if it doesn't happen. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I went on a, a, a mind spin once I saw the posters and was just kind of like thinking to myself, like, what if it's because of this? And then that's kind of where I spun it. And I'm in. Yeah, I'm in. It, it, because I, I think we've seen, and I know you especially hate it, redemption to a point where it's constantly being used. Yeah, like why did so, why did Kylo go good? He should have stayed bad. Okay, well, but like, I think it makes more sense in this situation. She doesn't give two craps about Obi Wan. She's not going to be like Obi Wan. I'm secretly a good guy. Like she's chopping off people's arms and ta- on Tatooine. Like she doesn't care. That was crazy, by the way. That poor woman. Exa- yeah. Exactly. So she's purely evil. She she's driven by revenge, one hundred percent. Exactly. She's exactly. driven by revenge, and you're right. Like as much as we want to cling on to the idea of like she's an inquisitor, she thinks it's Obi Wan's fault that they weren't saved in the temple. But ultimately, what's the real reason why it all happened? You. I mean, what's more powerful than exactly what's more powerful than your pure blooded revenge, hatred for one person, you're willing to do whatever it takes to get that one person. Oh, she, she died by the hands of Vader. 
it's happening. I know. It's I got, can you imagine a duel of red blades it's against each happening. other? Happening. It's not gonna last very long, but it's yeah. gonna Probably Vader's not. gonna be toying with her. Yeah. Toying. Like Count Dooku to Obi-Wan and Attack of the Clones. Oh, okay, okay. yes, that's fine. Okay, enough. Enough. Enough, Gio. He was. <sighs> not really. My Jedi powers are far beyond yours. Um, yeah, Andy, you are right. We did get a Sajwer Small. Okay, um, fine, Andy, live action. But but live action, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It, live action is a, a much different story. Um, uh, I mean, yeah, Brian, look, it's it's a great theory. I'm in. I'm 100% in, man. I think that'd be great. I think that'd be a great, great story. Uh, and for I love Leva. the She's... fact that we only have to wait till tomorrow night. Oh, it drops to Wednesday. So they're on Wednesdays. Yeah, they're on freaking Wednesdays. That's and great. I'm on summer vacation, so I'm for sure staying oh, <laughs> Yeah, that's wild. We're going to have to figure out a day that works out best for us to do these reviews. Um, yeah. It'll either be Wednesday or Thursday, but we'll I mean, I'm game for two that. in the morning. <laughs> You're nuts. Andy's like, yeah, it's like yeah. six o'clock for me. <laughs> in Australia. <laughs> yeah, he's like, yeah, it's perfect timing for me. <laughs> Um, all right, gentlemen. Well, I think we touched on pretty much everything that took place in the first two. Um, there's a lot coming. Gio, oh, one got anything thing. else? I Go just ahead. have one real quick. I just want to yeah. shout out to uh, Joe Edgerton as Owen Lars. Um, yeah. He just, we didn't he, get much of him, but that He scene. makes that character so much more interesting. The way he stood up to uh, Reva and just like speaking truth. You know, he wasn't exactly lying. You know, Jedi or Vermin. Yeah. And you know, all that. I kill just... vermin. Kill vermin. Yeah. I love that. He's like a, he's a total just Montana farmer. Love it. Yeah. Are you saying that because you watch Yellowstone? A hundred percent. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He was great. I hope to see more of him. So, yeah. I agree. It's, uh, it's, I, I'm in love with this so far. I think the one thing also that I didn't, say is i love that we're back on alderaan because it's gonna make alderaan that much more heartbreaking when you rewatch it and see it explode and i think well yeah you 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 we were finally getting backstory for it yes like there's still some kind of weight to now seeing that world blown up in the in the opening of that movie yeah so that was one other thing i just wanted to say i i love that you're it's putting more weight into a beautiful planet it's yeah that i mean yeah. Poor so. Bail Organa. I know. I know. Dude, Jimmy Smith does not age. Ever. No, he doesn't. He doesn't. Ever. No. That man great. has not aged in like. I hope he plays years. Bail Organa for the rest of my life. He can, he, I love him. He literally can go in between time periods and his age seems to like change. I, I haven't brought period. up images. I've had images up this entire time. I've had him uploaded. I just haven't brought him up while just we're do on a the quick topic. drop through. Oh. That, like, I love that moment between these two. The yeah. over overlooking shot of Alderaan with the mountains and everything, uh, gorgeous. Um, this moment with these two on Tatooine, uh, Sung her, Kang again. Her hair uh, makes her character just that much. Yeah, like, and I menacing. love the voice alteration to the fifth brother and how he kind of sounds very mechanical. Uh-huh. Um, Sung Kang looked great. Can't wait to see his lightsaber pop up. Uh, I brought up this shot already, but obviously these three coming on uh, the ship, incredible. Oh Give man! Me a poster. Um, Give me a poster. I haven't seen an entrance that badass since yeah. Space Windu and the Jedi Such, walked in. Okay, Jesus. Uh, we just talked about Owen and Obi. There we go. That moment really, really strong as well. 
Um, here's just a close up of of Yuan under the hood as he puts on the Jedi hood. One, more I can time. confirm he's that handsome in person. Yeah, he yeah, is. Mean, yeah, I'm sorry, Obi. Why would you <laughs> put that on if you're going? You're just that was my know. one thing, Geo. He like, looked. That was my one. If I looked like a Jedi, he looked, looked like, like a Jedi. Jedi. He looked like a Jedi. Whatever. You know what? I wanted to see it. I don't care. I don't care. <laughs> I was like, um, my guy, at least like dye the rope. Like, I don't care. I don't care. Yeah. Uh, this great shot of the Grand Inquisitor. Um, Rupert Friend again looking great uh, with the stormtroopers yeah. behind him. Fantastic. Great looking blade. Uh, we have Reva here, uh, either before or after he, she cut down the Grand Inquisitor hunting Obi. That's before. Um, yeah, I, I would imagine. Can't wait to see her ignite the double sided lightsaber because it's 100% mm -hmm. coming. Um, and then the shot of all shots, Vader in the uh -oh. tube, waiting to awaken, uh, and he is—he is officially going to become on the hunt. Uh, that was a menacing ending to that final episode. We um, can, and he's coming. He is I'm, coming. I'm curious. Do we all agree that like maybe like the second he said Anakin, he felt his presence like in that kind of like oh yeah, hundred percent. Their okay. their bond, they have by far the strongest bond in all of Star Wars. Okay. They I'm are literally kidding. they are literally brothers. Yeah. And there is nothing. And I think the second that happened, boom, he awoke he awoke. Yeah. He 100%. felt him the second he said his name. Okay. I think hundred percent Anakin now knows without even being told that Obi-Wan is back into the fold. Just like just like when uh well, I mean in a new hope, when Obi-Wan steps on the Death Star, he says, I have not felt a presence like this since boom. There yeah. we go. There's our connection. They can feel each other, and it's hundred percent now that Obi-Wan put the force back into the, the fold, Anakin's back up into the way because he turned the force off, which is why yeah. he was never able to sense him. And now woo! And I love that uh that's Hayden Christensen. Like that, I love that that is fully Hayden Christensen in makeup and everything. Like that's Peak Star Wars. Peak Star Wars. So exciting. Um, I do have a question before we wrap up. Can yeah. you guys um, clarify, was that a homeless clone trooper? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and my we don't God, know, Gio. That we don't was know like which one. Yeah. We don't know which one. It was a random one. But yeah, a, ho a homeless uh, clone trooper because... Spare credits through... for a, an old war veteran, he said. Yeah, and we, yeah. we've learned through books and comics and, and shows that uh, at a certain point, the Empire stopped using clones. Um, they cut clones out, they, uh, they filtered them out, and they started um, stealing children and accepting you know sign-ups from people around the galaxy. And 10, 10 years, obviously, is a point where clones are no longer a use. So what do they have anymore? Like, they're... They're just, they're not a thing anymore. So and we just saw Camino now... get destroyed in Bad Batch. Exactly. So. so now, now he's just someone on the street looking to survive. And that's, that's, he ended up on Dayu. There you go. Damn. Wearing 501st armor, which, yes, thank you. Um, big deal. Call, I know a lot Andy. of people are saying, oh my God, Rex, Rex. I think it's just a no, random clone. It's, it's a, it's a, a random clone. Yeah. They... We know that Rex ended up in the rebellion. So Rex is somewhere in the galaxy doing his thing with the rebels. So. Yeah, that that scene was a gut punch. I feel yeah. like because like you, especially us, like we grew up with the clone troopers, and then one well, hearing Tamara Morrison's voice too, and then seeing him was like, oh, yeah, that was Tamara Morrison. Huh? Yeah, yes. Okay. Yeah. I wish I would have grabbed the screenshot. There was one on Twitter. I should have grabbed it. 
Geo, you can do it while we're talking if you really want to. Uh, Geo, he is eating up being back. He was doing oh, ha- he, he was, was doing, doing the hakas all over stages. Any single time he came out on a stage, no matter where it was, he'd start doing a haka. Would have and, stood up in the audience and start doing it with them, and then he'd be like, "You come down here." I'm like, "Yeah, yeah. let's go." He is Whoa. loving it. I love like, that dance, man. He, yeah, this guy is in the prime of his nerd life. Like, I saw it, a meme on the internet. Uh, it goes, um, "How many roles do you have for me?" And then with the Cameron Owen is like 250,000 roles with a million more on the way. <laughs> you can literally play every clone trooper. He, absolutely. Like, it's just, yeah. Well, we're going to so- see him. We're going to see. So we saw him as a clone trooper here, Boba Fett. We're going to see him as Rex eventually. Like, yeah. so there's, there's a possibility that he's going to be oh, yeah. playing Rex in the spring and Boba Fett in the fall. <laughs> yeah. I mean, <laughs> Yeah, it's <laughs> that man is in probably the best position <laughs> to be right. in if you're a Star Wars actor because he is m- everywhere in the timeline. Like this guy is just he's he's loving it. We even saw um oh crap, what's his name, Jake? Oh. Young young Boba Fett. Uh, uh Daniel Logan. Daniel Logan. Yeah, he was there with his son, who is a spitting image of mm-hmm. the uh role he played and they the just the whole love that the prequels are getting right now is yeah okay i have i have a picture i have a picture it's not lightened up um so it's it's 4k version of the show so it's a little dark but here is that clone trooper so you have to lighten your screen up a little bit um oh man damn yeah yeah look at him i mean he's old he's gray the hair has grown out and he doesn't know what to do anymore. I mean, he he's he can't fight a war. Uh, there's no use for him anymore. Um, I mean, ultimately, he's just waiting to essentially pass on because he's got nothing else to do. You know, yeah. go be a bouncer at one of the clubs on Deju or Daiju, whatever. <laughs> Something, right? I mean, you're not wrong. You're I'm, not wrong. Well, I I wouldn't be surprised if. Uh, humans now like, or just everyone knows what the clones are and they just don't treat them the same oh yeah like like they're a lower class well yeah i mean think about it because at this point in the galaxy and in they they made order 66 happen yeah they're the reason why that clone probably fired upon jedi turning the galaxy upside down which is why they are treated like that so yeah ultimately he's the bad guy (laughs) he's right there i don't mean to be mean but Right? So. Did you say right there with Jar Jar Binks? Yeah. Now this <laughs> makes me think we might actually ten years from now see Jar Jar as a street performer. Wow. Well, I mean, it was in a book, Geo. It was in a book. I don't know if you knew about this. Yeah, but I think one okay. of you told me. Yeah. 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 He he was making balloon animals. Um, yeah. So uh, maybe one day. Maybe one day. Uh, <laughs> all right, everybody. See this show go. I think still four more episodes. Yeah, there's four more episodes. I think uh, I think we're gonna call it quits today, right there. Uh, almost an hour and a half into conversation, but that's because we were covering the first two episodes. Um, Reefton, my guy, I see you popping up in the chat. Man. Hello, popping up, man. Always good to see you. Um, as far as going forward for the show, uh, it'll either end up being on Wednesday afternoons slash evenings or 
Thursdays. Uh, we usually do Thursdays to kind of get away from the crowd that is Star Wars YouTube. Um, but Everyone's we'll keep you guys updated. Damn. Yeah, we'll, we'll keep you guys updated on what we end up doing. Um, but we're going to be absolutely doing reviews here for the next four episodes uh, each week on the channel. And uh, so, yeah, uh, this will more than likely be end up being the crew for Fandalorian um, and a combination of us anyway. Uh, hope to get all three of us on and we'll do our best, but you'll might end up seeing two of us or all three Thank of us. Thank you for participating so. in the chat. That yeah, was- we had a lot of viewers today. It was awesome. I hope everyone is having a fantastic Memorial Day. Thank you to everyone uh, for your service and, you know, um, just everything that you do for us in this country is unbelievable. So, uh, but I'll, I'll, since we haven't been on a little bit, uh, I'll let everyone do quick plugs before we head out of here. Gio, let us kick us off. Where can everyone find you online? Uh, well, you can find me here, Pocketflix Movies, tomorrow. So stop by Tuesdays, uh, 7 p.m. Pacific time. And uh, Phantom United, my own channel where I talk about movies and DC stuff as well. It's been a couple of weeks. Some stuff has happened, but I hope to be getting that back up and running this week. So thank you. Good to hear. Uh, Brian. Uh, be a Volacino on Twitter and Instagram. If you are curious to see what we did at uh, Celebration, I've got a little bubble. Me on too. Instagram. They're called just... highlights. They're called yeah, highlight. So, and that thing is filled with stuff. So, if you're I'll curious, check that out. Yeah, yeah, yeah me too. I I literally just was like putting every picture I took in that yeah. thing. So, but yeah. So, be a Volacino on Instagram if you want to check that out. Uh, a certain point of view with Jake sometime uh and then yeah like geo said tomorrow tuesday we got a lot to talk about on talk books now mm-hmm. yeah P- this guy's excited for P- today wait P- till tomorrow pov will be uh we're gonna try to get a show up before friday night titans this week just because we didn't do one while we were at celebration we got to talk smets kalinowski big big match um but apocalypse uh now will be live tomorrow seven o'clock pacific uh, we'll be doing a Thor Love and Thunder trailer reaction, uh, just discussing the new trailer that dropped last week, and then also uh, Top Gun Maverick spoiler discussion. Full breakdown of that movie. Um, and if we have enough time, maybe a little ranking of Tom Cruise stuff, but that might be a whole different show in itself. Uh, so definitely Top Gun Maverick tomorrow. Um, and then Fandalorian Club on either Wednesday or Thursday. So we'll be back in a few days, ladies and gentlemen. We're back, uh, baby. We'll be back covering Obi-Wan Kenobi each and every week. We're super, super excited to have more Star Wars. Also, fun fact, next week sees the return of Marvel Rewind because Miss Marvel comes out. The Marvel (laughs) Rewind will be back, and uh, Apocalypse Movies will be in full action next week. We're busy. So uh, look out Thank for God that I'm as on well. Vacation. Um, we will uh, we'll be covering all kinds of stuff. Myself, Qui Gon Jake on Twitter and Instagram. You can also follow my highlights over there on Instagram. I did a lot of cool stuff, uh, and I'll be posting some more stuff, pictures that I didn't, I didn't post uh, either today or tomorrow. Um, but yeah, again, to everyone who watches this, uh, whether it's the 13 now or the 22 that popped in at one point, you guys rock. Um, mm-hmm. It's so much fun being able to converse with you guys, other than just ourselves, and kind of you guys pick up the pieces on what we're talking about and fill us in on things maybe we might have missed. Um, We really, really appreciate it. So uh, yeah, each and every week, multiple days a week. We appreciate it. So for Brian, Gio, Keith, and Jacob, who are not here, we thank you guys so much for joining us. We hope you guys have a great rest of Memorial Day and week until we see you guys next time. May the force be with you. Y'all are the real MVP.